November 27, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro show. Elvin was there for a couple of years. Although Elvin was ready from the first time I heard Elvin, you know, he was, uh, I could hear the genius there. But uh, it, uh, he had to really play. You had to start playing steadily, steadily. And every every night, or oh, well, how you going to play? You have to keep building, and, and, right. and it comes out. It's like it was mild. It took me around two and a half years, I think, for it to start developing, you know, like it was going to take the shape that it was going to take. Pedro show. Happy. Oh fuck! I forgot to print up the uh, set list. Happy Saturday. <laughs> Starting off with John Coltrane talking to Frank Kosky, November '66 about Elvin Jones. 
and then Dan of Earth was whipped out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you could tell by that other voice, people, I am not man alone, but because of those Stony and Skype or software engineers with their Skype invention I have with me, Dan of Earth. Welcome Hello. Back, Dan. Welcome Thank back. you. Very curious. Well, first off, we got to thank Chicagoland, Brother Blake Edwards for the connect. Thank you. Oh, Big time. Yes, thank you very much, Blake. Right, and I'm really interested in your journey of music, so please bring your earliest musical recollection that you might still have. I, I have one that uh, I still think about quite often, actually. When I was uh, just like a toddler, I guess I always said all kinds of amusing, stupid shit, and my parents wanted to kind of save it for posterity, so they went and bought a tape recorder, and uh, I don't know how long that phase lasted, but... Uh, because I never actually saw any tapes that had me on it. But, uh, you know, maybe a couple years later, I was maybe seven or eight, I found the tape recorder in a closet. So I was like, hey, you know, what's this? And my dad showed me what it did and how it worked. And there was also a box of uh, cassette tapes that came with it. And so I'm, like, digging through these tapes, and I find a couple that have, you know, music recorded on it. I don't know if... Uh, my folks recorded it off the air, or somebody made them a mixtape, that kind of thing. The idea of my folks uh, swapping mixtapes really makes me happy, but I never asked about it. And so I'm listening to one of these tapes, and, you know, it was all early 70s, you know, radio stuff. And all of a sudden I hear uh, Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone, with Bill Withers. And so I'm listening to this song, and when he gets to the third verse... Where uh, there's or where there's supposed to be a third verse, but he just sings. I know, I know. You know, he repeats it 26 times. And when I heard that, I'd never heard anything like that before. And it just, yeah, I don't know if it, you know the emotion in his voice coupled with that repetition, just kind of, I don't know. It was seemed somehow kind of magic. It had a, a power to it. It's a fucking great song. The Temps had a good version on Solid Rock. Oh really? I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. shit you. I wouldn't shit you, Dan. Uh, I believe now, you. Now, I'm confused here. Yeah. You, they got the tape recorder documenting you? Yeah. But it ended up also, like, repurposed as a music? Uh... I think so. Okay. You know, it was where, one of those little shoebox kind of tape recorder. Where was this? Yeah. Oh, when was it? Where? Um, W-H-E-R-E. Where? I'm sorry, say again, please. W-H-E-R-E. Yeah, Where? That was uh, northern Wisconsin. Ah, kind of close little, to the Canadian. Uh, kind of close to the Canadian border. Yeah, not quite that far north, but up that direction. Yeah, but north sure. enough for you to say a boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, I don't that's know why it's, uh, I asked, Dan. That's why. That's I asked. Sort of, okay, Dan. You know, besides that tape recorder, was there any yeah. other musical instruments in that northern Wisconsin pad? Uh, there were eventually. Um, when? Uh, no, no. I'm talking when you're young, Spiff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there, eventually there was, because when I was, I don't know, in fourth or fifth grade, I decided, I don't know if my folks decided or if I decided I was going to be in the school band. And my cousin Rory was getting rid of a cornet right about that time, so I was in the band. School band, um, like the marching band? I was band. really 
School band. Yep, yep, that's right. Okay. And I was cornet, really excited cornet, about it. I should for... tell the people, uh, cornet's kind of like a trumpet, people, but it's got... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe more tubing, so it's got more body kind of sounding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let me ask you this. What was the first record you bought with your own money? <laughs> I was thinking about this. It was actually a Lou Reed Transformer. Ah, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Album. Fucking love yeah. that album. And what was the first gig you went and saw, Dan? You know, I, I was thinking about this, and I was all excited because I thought I was going to tell you it was Alice Cooper, but actually it was Kiss. Oh, so. I saw both those bands. <laughs> yeah. Not first. My first, yeah. me and D-Boom went and saw T-Rex. Oh, cool. Yeah, but uh, so yeah. it was probably Arena Rock show, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. And, and, yeah. and, and uh, so in school with the trumpet, how far did you get yeah. with it? You know, I, I was really into Not it for the first place. Cornet, I'm sorry. Cornet, well, I think somewhere in there, somehow I ended up swapping it out for a trumpet. I'm not quite sure how that happened. But uh, yeah, I was really into it until I got to junior high. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, I stayed in band all through high school. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just, I don't know, I just, I didn't really, it just seemed like a thing to do. I never practiced, so I was really bad. But I stuck with it all through high school. Um can I tell At you? Some uh, point, can I ask oh, you about ahead. like uh, not after school graduating, but in the afternoon, the garage band, basement band, bedroom band? I mean, I know in the nineties, junior high, high school kids had a shot with the ska scene, right? Sure. But yep. <laughs> it was kind of hard to do a rock and roll trumpet before that, right? It was kind of like uh, I remember there yeah. was a lady trumpet in, in Sly Sly Stone's band. Oh sure, yeah. Um, but did you do any of that kind of stuff? No, I really didn't. Okay, so, it, so the trump, the trump, and the cornet were just for school. But at home, you had that tape recorder, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you start using that um, like a fucking you know, it, uh, music instrument? No, you know, it was weird because it, it, all of this just sort of like kind of dead ended for years. I don't know why. Um, I knew a lot of people that were in bands and stuff, but it never occurred to me that oh, hey, I could. I could be doing that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I was like almost, you know, almost in my thirties before I kind of like uh, caught the bug. I guess. That's a, you know, Joe Biza, Saccharine Trust, old SST band, friends of the yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. He started guitar at twenty-seven. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, Vincent painted only his last ten years. I don't think everybody has to be child prodigies to get in in on expressing yourself through art. I think that's true. Yeah, but Mr. Orson Welles said, no wine before it's time. He did say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got paid. It was fucking two buck chuck with screw on top. Right? <laughs> Saw brothers or some bullshit. Yeah, I remember those commercials. <laughs> Sitting in front of the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like, yeah, that's right. Well, it was something yeah. like, you know, it took Beethoven like how many years to write this and... You know, right, yeah. Same thing, you know. So anyway, sure, okay, right. tell me about catching yeah. the bug, Dan. I was, you know, at that point I was 27, it was 1997, and I, you know, I, like I said, I hadn't really been thinking about it, and I went on a road trip with my friend Matthew, and the radio wasn't working in my car, so we brought along a little boombox, and for the road trip, Matthew had picked up uh, like 15 hours of tapes of Negative Land's radio program, uh, Over the Edge. And so that's what we listened to. 
And a lot of the episodes kind of had to do with, uh, they talked about one of the members, uh, the weatherman, accidentally invented this weird instrument in the early 70s by rewiring uh, an old Roberts tape recorder. And, uh, and they kept talking about that. And I got really, just listening to that, I was really like taken with the idea of it. So when I got home from the uh, road trip, I proceeded to destroy every piece of electronic equipment <laughs> in my house except my coffee maker. Good. And I never was able to actually replicate what, uh, what they had at that time, at any rate. Okay, so they're, they're, they're the, uh, that was the gateway, Droga. Okay. It was. Okay. It was. 15 hours of negative okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and then the, the device made by a weather underground member. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Do, they have a, do they have a name, that device? Yeah, it was called the Booper. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's like it sounded kind of like a, like if you're listening to a siren really far away and kind of echoey. Ah, uh, maybe uh, Doppler. Yeah, it was just kind of a cool thing. Maybe some Doppler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. So, yeah. after you ruin all that shit except the coffee maker. Yeah. <laughs> I started, uh, started trying to build things, you know, from scratch. Okay. And it took a while, but I actually started to make things that, no, the first ones were all kind of made kind of beep beep sounds, and that was about it. But you know, just the fact that what, that what, actually worked. Damn, what are we talking like Radio Shack stuff? Yeah, oh yeah, no, okay, totally, okay, okay. totally Radio Shack stuff. Okay, and and, yeah. and and it's man alone. You're not part of a community. No, no, I was just trying to figure it out. Right, right, and yeah. the internet, right, ninety seven, so it's still kind of early. Right, right. It was a little early for like picking up tips on that stuff from uh, <laughs> yeah. the internet. Our, but, uh, Al Margolis, look, look yeah. he gave me this uh, that song where the bat go gets loose and uh, and the board board. <laughs> Let's listen to that. <laughs> okay.
For the second time I knew it could never be forever Those forgotten crepuscules sublime Parisian nights we danced together By the sand Behind the black veil I remember Your eyes burning dark as embers The rain is falling on the Champs-Élysées Dance me to the river, oh strange ballet Stiletto is hiding in your purse A knife I know is meant for me Our love was magic yet a curse Oh, my share set me free From our obsession we call a life From this strange dance With a knife When we dare by night to meet again Two figures 
figures dancing by the sand Eyes burning dark as fiery embers Behind the black veil I remember Rain is falling on the Champs-Élysées Dance me to the river of strange ballet Falling on the Champs Elysees, rain is falling on this strange ballet.
We never thought they would find us here. We never thought they would find us here. We never thought they'd find us here. But they did. They did. They did. They did. We tried our best to get away. We did our best to hide away. We never thought... They'd find us here. We never thought they'd find us here. And here we are, stuck on Voodoo Island. And what happened to the expedition could someday happen to you. And it's too late. To turn this thing around, too late to turn back now, 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 too late to turn back now. We did our best to try to run. We did our best to try to run. We did our best to try to run, to try to get away. I never thought we'd find ourselves. I never thought we'd find ourselves. I never thought we'd find ourselves here on And it's a shame, a terrible, terrible, horrible shame. What happened to the expedition? <laughs> Could one day happen to you? You, you go to the hill. Just do it, do it, do it. <laughs> do it, do it now. And stay away from black magic. And I used to dream of better things, and I dreamed of better days, and I never thought I'd find myself stuck here on Voodoo Island.
Juan for Pedro Show, that chunk of music started off with. Now, this is Dan of Earth, people. This is something else called Phone Nil Trio, and we'll learn about that. Yeah. But that song where the bat got, got loose in the Borg War. And after that, brand new from Tav Falco, I'm playing bass here. But, but I was doing it in Pedro. I, the internet people don't always have to be about spreading bullshit and lies. You can also <laughs> collaborate with people. Like uh, I sent this to Italy to be part of Tav Falco's Dance Me to the River. I played that Hofner Beetle bass from China. Sa- probably just the closest thing I got. Sound like stand up. Huh? Sabla, brand new from her with uh, sens- Sensorario. Sensorario. Fuck. Don't know what. Jad Fair, stuck on Voodoo Island, got to share a stage with him in Denton, Texas three weeks ago. SLWCC Watt, uh, my collab with Sam Lock Ward, now a city, Dracula's daughter. Bronze Age UFO with part. Be one of their fourth volume Lagoon Monster Rubber Mask. Yeah, they're, they're fucking flogging this big. Obama's playing out of DC area with Chimera Obscura. And then finally, Dan of Earth. Well, sometimes my radio does this. Voynich was there. Then this is an edit. And what are we talking about? The, that, that manuscript? Uh, yeah, I think the name, I think the title for that actually came to me in a dream, but I, I'm assuming uh, inspired by the Voynich Manuscript. Right, and, and, and he actually sold it or something. He didn't actually write, we don't know who wrote it, we don't even know what it's fucking about, right? <laughs> right, he was the last guy that sold it, so yeah, it's like, right, well, right. put his name on it. Yeah. Right, so it's, it might be kind of botanical, it might be kind of, some people think it's made up, some dudes, uh, one dude was convinced it was some kind of Turkish it's trippy how uh, human expression can turn into a thing like that. I am I'm really fascinated by that thing. I have you know I've got a a printed copy of it, and it's just I I have to believe there's something in there. Right now, no, like this tune. Does it allude to the idea that stuff off the radio you started using for source for your own music? Yeah. So I I started I think kind of. Around the time I was like performing live, I started writing software to kind of embellish what I was doing. And hold on, hold on a bit. Yeah, just a second. Just Watch for Pedro show. No, no, continue on. You're uh, working on some software. Oh yeah. So I uh, trying to remember how this worked, but when I started playing live. And then I figured, well, hey, I should, you know, start, you know, making recordings of this stuff. I I realized that the stuff that I did live, I couldn't do by myself sitting in my basement recording it. It just seemed, I don't know if it, having an audience in front of me kind of gave me that spark uh, that, you know, I might, I might fuck this up, yeah. it, you know, so you try, you know, it gives you that spark to make it work. Yeah, like and I'm sitting in my basement. Who, who rides a skateboard just standing on it, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. So I started, you know, writing software to kind of take little bits of, you know, live things that I'd done and kind of rearrange them in new ways to uh, kind of see if that would kind of help me, uh, I guess, kind of compose, Yeah. you know, using little bits of what I'd already done. And after a while of doing that, I realized that if I'm manipulating these sounds, it doesn't have to be sounds of me playing something it could be anything right yeah and so uh, around that time i the apartment i was living in our next door neighbor had 
their car had something weird with the electrical system. So every time they would back down the driveway, my little AM radio would make a shriek like that. Ah, from the alternator so, or something, yeah. Yep. So I, um, I made a recording of that. I happened to catch it one time. And then I used that recording to test out my little program that was kind of manipulating the sounds. And so that whole long stretched out thing after that shriek was kind of a test of that, the software using the, the AM radio squeal. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. So in effect, yeah, yeah. Sort of like a photographer, right? You don't ask, well, I guess you do set up some shots, but a lot of times you, you're there with your camera trying to witness something. Yeah. Yep. Right, right. It's going to take what you get. But do you remember your first gig in front of people? Yeah. Um, I think the first time that I played live, it was actually my friend Matthew that I took that road trip with. He yeah. had a, a band called The Nurses. And it was kind of an improvised, noisy thing. It sounded kind of like the boredoms, maybe. You know, and, there was uh, a, there was a nurses out of Washington D.C. with Howard Wolfen, but there probably was a lot of nurses. <laughs> there, there might have been because uh, people have asked about that, and I was like, no, this was the, the nurses from uh, from Iowa City. So, oh wow, Iowa City. But, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Matt was living in Iowa City when he came up with the idea. Is he a Hawkeye? So, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Same colors as Peter High, black and gold. Oh, oh okay. yeah! I want to thank the fucking what the, you know what kind of boys for stealing that color scheme, you assholes. <laughs> anyway, no, sorry, sorry for the yeah. no, it's all right. So uh, he, you know, I was making these little goofy beep beep kind of boxes, and he asked me to join in with one of their gigs. And so I show up, you know, the rest of the group shows up and they got their guitars and their amps and the drums and the whole deal. And I show up with a tabletop full of these little <laughs> beep beep boxes. And uh, I didn't really, you know, understand a whole lot about amplification. I had a bunch of those. Remember those little Radio Shack white, tiny uh, amplifiers? They're about a fifth of a watt. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had, a, I had a tabletop full of those. And that's kind of what I showed up with. And uh, yeah, so everybody played and couldn't hear me at all. So I might as well not have been there. But you were <laughs> you were a member of the nurses for one gig. Yes, I was. Okay. Alumni. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. And, and, and there was no prac, right? You just got up there and improvised with them? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. In fact, a, a couple of the members, it was like folks that Matthew ran into right before the gig and said, hey, do you want to? You want to be in the nurses tonight? <laughs> Sounds like, like Sam Ma. In. Yeah. Sam yeah, Ma would grab like, guys hey. off the street, right? You want to be in the band? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know no, that. No, I wrote this great piece. You don't know it? Come on, play it with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, that, that John Coltrane thing that just came out, you could tell Donald Garrett don't know the song, but fuck wow. him. He's going to learn it in real sure. time. <laughs> <laughs> So, so okay, so, but after the nurses thing, you you, you go on for Man Alone and Dub Help and this stuff in your basement and stuff. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the Dan of Earth persona? Uh, it took a while. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. It, uh, and in between there, I think uh, there was a Milwaukee kind of no-wave sort of band that they're still around called Aluminum Not I. And I think on the strength of me sitting there with all those dumb boxes on stage, they asked me to join their band. 
Oh, they were at the gig. Um, okay. Yeah. There's yep. a lesson and there. So, People never fucking think a gig is a throwaway. You don't know if it's leading to the next fucking chapter. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I think they had a keyboard player that had just left and they needed, you know, another person. So they, they thought maybe the stuff I had would do it. And the first practice I had with them, you know, I show up with my little beat beat boxes and the drummer's like, you know what you should do? You should play keyboards. So it's like, uh -huh, okay, no, you don't want to hear that. But Did you uh, ever play keyboard in your life? Because I think uh, some people confuse keyboards with electronics. Oh, right. Absolutely. Um, no, actually, when I was doing the trumpet, when I was a kid, I did take piano lessons for a year. Okay. So I could read it. But, uh, yeah, I ended up buying, a, you know, one of those Radio Shack Moogs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. And a big old bass amp. And I was ready to roll. And I was <laughs> a complete embarrassment. It's like... I loved being an aluminum knot eye, but I still never practiced. So it's like every gig, I'd like fuck something up. It was like like clockwork. How long were you with him? Uh, two years. And did you get to so record they, with him? Uh, never toured. Played a lot of gigs. Did you Milwaukee. get to record? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Because you didn't send send me any. Yeah, I wasn't real. I wasn't real proud of what, uh, <laughs> what I put on that tape. So <laughs> you know what. Sometimes you, you fall down on the skateboard, right? You gotta get back up. It's okay. It's Absolutely. Okay. Right, right, right. Ah. Look, it's at the end of the first hour, Dan. November 27, 2021, the Dish Watt Pedro Show special. Guest Dan of Earth. Hold tight for hour two. November 27, 2021, it's the second hour. Watt from Thank <laughs> you. 
G and Saxoloco, the smoothest place on your radio. Kenny goes Latin and he is happy about it.
lot from Pedro Show. We start off the second hour. Dan of Earth with New Smooth Jazz. Then, uh, this is one that was still called Yugoslavia, right? Trobakova, Trobakova Kustepeshi with <laughs> Skrvaci Magli, uh, which was huh. a, a Slovene for hiding in the fog. <laughs> yeah, I oh, butcher okay. all languages, not on purpose, but fuck. <laughs> Live at Club <laughs> MC Koper, 1987, and brand new from Helvetia, Claw. I don't think they're from Switzerland. Scotch Rolex. This is brother uh, Shige. He went to Uganda and collaborated with some, uh, what, what's it called? Electronic dance music. Wakalubale. So I think half Japanese, half Uganda there. In that time. The Post Penetration oh, wow. Appreciation Saturday by, uh, Society by Sailor Poon. I got to play with them in Denton, Texas. With Jad Fair. Very good. I think they're Austin. They drove up. The uh, Dark Crocoditis Externa Biden Autologius Claw Obelisks from James Twig Harper and Rubber O Cement, otherwise known as the Brutal Sound Effects Group. Oh, East wow. Bay, right? And then finally, Elk Spores, Dan of Earth. <laughs> okay. So now, now when you gave into that drummer and got that Radio Shack keyboard mode, kind yeah. of kind of mode. Did you give up on the boot boxes, or did you run a parallel universe thing? I'll do this for these guys, but I'm going to keep going with this man alone. Yeah, I, I was definitely still building stuff and trying to build stuff. Um, yeah, I had you know a couple little oscillators and stuff like that. Um, eventually, I kind of found out about uh, modular synthesis, um, and it turns out there was a really great... Uh, synthesizer company based in Milwaukee at that time called Wired Synthesizers. And uh, I ended up working for, for them wow. uh, for a couple of years. The guy, yeah, the guy that ran it, uh, Grant Richter, awesome guy, was in, uh, was in the band FI yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. back in the day. And uh, so, yeah, he uh, invented this modular synthesis uh, system. And what, you and, just stumbled it by, by living there? Well, I, another friend of mine that didn't live in Milwaukee said, well, you know, you're in Milwaukee. If you're going to be interested in modular synthesizers, you really should give uh, this Grant Richter guy a call. Okay, okay. Wow. Yeah. Another, another so, thing about, you know, making connects, people. You never know absolutely. where they're going to lead. Yeah. So, so you I, end up building synthesizers. Do you end up building your own with that experience? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I should say it didn't. I somewhere in there, I ended up going to engineering school. Um, so I went for electrical engineering, and that helped. But I think working for wired synthesizers probably taught me a heck of a lot more yeah. <laughs> about how the things are supposed to be built and making them roadworthy, right? And uh, stuff like that. I, I learned a heck of a lot from from working with Grant. I had Victoria Shen on the show, and same thing happened with her. She ended up. In Massachusetts or something. Yeah. Working for a synth company. And that yeah. that went and informed her musical journey. Yeah. Oh, her stuff is so good. You know, there's such I'm a... So it's, it's, I think this gap is getting smaller. But in the old days, there was a huge gap between people building the machines and people working the machines. Right. Yep. So, I, I think people are, you know, they, I think people are starting to learn how to, you know, make things more. And yeah, they, but actually, even before electronics, maybe a 
Harry Parch kind of thing where you know that ex- oh. instrument don't exist yet, so I'm going to make it because I'm here in the sure, shoes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was kind of the Walt Whitman version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, you gave me this uh, dog. Let's listen. Hey, 
my inmost self unto my God.
Watch for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started Dan of Earth doing Dog. The brand new for Mama Leek. What a trying time. Slow Learner with something live here. New Media Project event at DTC. DFC must be particular to his own memory because I, I don't think I was there. Dan of Earth live in Pittsburgh, 2017. Dan of Earth live at the Tub. Love playing Pittsburgh. A lot of bridges. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a little sweaty in the summer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so does the whole <laughs> fucking everything east of the Rockies. The spoiled white and Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> spoiled white and Pedro. So, okay. You said a couple years here at the Synth Fact, and you're building up fucking all kinds of knowledge soak. You're soaking it up, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and this is changing the way you're making music because of the new devices you're developing yourself? That's right. That's right. Actually, like, knowing what I was doing <laughs> helped okay. quite a bit. Yeah. And the whole idea of somehow alone you want to do what you were getting at those gigs was that still yeah part of the onus okay yeah um i you know i think there were a couple of years where i was just kind of building the stuff in my basement and then at some point i discovered the uh the noise scene here in milwaukee and realizing that there were actually people doing this and you know getting together and playing these gigs was I had no idea. I had no idea that was going on here. Yeah, you know what's funny? Especially when you listen to 70s synth, a lot of it's fake horns and strings. Right. <laughs> it's like they had all this, you know, it's opportunity. It's not experimental at all, right? It's just like yeah, Halloween like, hey, cosplay. It sounds like a trumpet. It sounds like <laughs> cosplay, right? It's like, maybe, yeah, <laughs> we don't have to carry a trumpet player. We just got this keyboard <laughs> yeah what what a what a stunted way to use something that's so exploratory and full of billions of possibilities yeah yeah oh yeah i i never quite understood that but it's what they did but then you stumble on this scene and what you start going to gigs yeah yeah i started going and after a while i was like hey i wonder i wonder if i could actually do that you know what they were doing and then eventually I was like, yeah, I'm, I know I can do that. So I just kind of like said, hey, I want to, you know, play gigs here. There was like one, just one uh, venue that was kind of a DIY space that most of the noise shows were happening at called the Borg Ward. Um, it was just this wonderful ruin of an old building. And so... Uh, and so that's where they all now, were. Now how, so is, that's how, how is this different? Then when you oh because the other ones you were right you were playing with uh, other groups this one you're alone yeah okay okay yeah and uh, okay is this where you get the Dan of Earth that's right okay. yep can you remember the first Dan of Earth gig I can pretty well um, and it it actually went really well you know I had my my little modular uh, set up. And I just, you know, I had it patched ahead of time so I could just walk in, plop it on the table and, and go. And uh, it seemed to get a, a pretty good reaction. Um, I don't know if there was a lot of modular stuff going on at that time in Milwaukee. So it was, um, I think, got a good reaction. And so, so by this time, you got components for a module. It's not the little white radio shack trip on the table no no no. yeah this now it's uh now it's 
actual actual gear, I guess. Um, and so yeah, it was a uh, you know had a rack full of stuff, and I somewhere along the line, you know, I think with modular synthesis, it's all you know it's simple uh, modules that each do a simple thing, and you kind of patch them together to make complex sounds. Sure. sure. Yep, and there's also um, but that that gives you the flexibility, right? Right, right. Well, my head doesn't work like that. Um, okay. So what I tended to do is think of a sound, and then I would figure out how to make a thing that created that sound. So it's like each of these modules that I had in the mo- it wasn't really a modular so much as a a rack full of um, individual voices, sound sources. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's like so they didn't it interact like you, with each other. It was other. like you going out with the tape recorder, but no, you're making them with these modules. Yeah, exactly. Wow, wow. So at this point, turn this one on. At this point, turn that one off, you know. <laughs> right, and with your gigs, were they pure sound, or did you bring in lights and trippy shit? No, no, it was just the sound. Okay. Because so. it seems like a lot of cats like to mix. Oh, yeah, yep. Get some, some visuals and video and stuff, yeah. I never really thought that way. So. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. There's a, a, a lot of different ways to do it. I mean, some cats, right? It's a crap, crap top, and they just hit the space bar. That, that guy who oh. does the music for the Slayford mods, right? He just hits the space bar and dances <laughs> around with a beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the second hour, November 27, 2021 edition. What Peter's a special guest, Dan of Earth. Hope they find three. November 27, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
beats and pumps the blood of life. You fill your lungs with air. Inhale. the rhythm of the world. 
the cadence of the bee.
Rock for Pedro Show. Start off third hour, Dan of Earth with Black Knight B. Then we had Jerome Briard and Damon Smith duo. Your Lights Made Me Public. It's a tribute to the buddy they lost. Thanks, man. I can't remember his name. Sorry. Boundless Relaxation from Sam Lockward out of Iowa City. You are the beat. I'm Watt for Pedro Show twice in one edition, Sam Lockward. Dolly Rats. Kick Me to the Curb. Brand new. It's got a record of a live B-size. And then finally, Dan of Earth with Cartoon Wall. And then in parentheses, you call it a full edit. Yeah. Cause I think now, the what's a full time edit I... versus a partial? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think the first time that I sent you a bunch of tracks, yeah. I was like, nobody's going to want to listen to eight minutes of this. So I like sent you like four minutes. Okay. And then I kind of reconsidered and I was like, no, I think, I think we should just do the whole thing. Yeah. So. Cause you know, I do that, <laughs> you know, no, uh, I mean, the reader digest version of, uh, Smoke on the water is the worst. You know, they just splice it in the <laughs> middle, right? It's, yeah. It's like so bad. So, yeah, but now we're under three minutes and we can get on AM radio. Okay, fuck. Yep, that's right. But yeah. then, then they always played the whole American Pie. What's that? Fucking six or seven? Uh, yeah, it's like half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> one minute. I, I'm curious. You gave me this piece of music, the Phone Nil Trio. Can you explain that? Why? Because all the rest is Danaver. Yeah, yeah. So uh, not too long after I started kind of getting the Dan of Earth thing together and kind of figuring out what that was supposed to sound like, um, a couple other noise guys from Milwaukee, uh, Peter Woods, who's kind of been the one who was like the biggest cheerleader for the scene and really just he's in a ton of bands in Milwaukee and stuff. Great, wonderful guy. And you know, uh, every every scene needs a cat like that. Yep, yep, it wouldn't have gone, I think. The motivator. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he was just so encouraging of me getting the Dan of Earth thing going. But um, So Peter and Neil Gravender is another uh, noise guy who made all kinds of crazy um, homemade gear and stuff. And Peter suggested that the three of us uh, should join forces and, you know, do a, some kind of band thing. And these two guys, I, they're, they're just these are the only two people I've ever been able to like improvise with and play with uh, comfortably. They're just uh, just wonderful uh, musicians. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I was really, really, you know, it was just really great. Did you guys do games or them. just recording collabs? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we did. We seem to I, we seem to do a lot of you know. We I think a lot of the material comes from you know, recordings during practices and stuff. And uh, so we, you know, I think probably about once or twice a year, we'll put out a tape or something like that. Do you remember the first gig you guys did live? Yeah. Yeah. We were wearing crazy costumes. Ah, I, think, I was going to yeah, ask well, you about that because that, that scene in the Bay area with the brutal sound effects, they call their scene costume noise. Costume noise. Yeah. That was us. Okay, um, so you didn't go for lights, but you went for costumes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I think most of my costume that for that first gig did have lights. I think I was wrapped <laughs> okay. in a bunch of. Uh, I think I was wrapped in like Christmas lights or something. One of the things that we, since we were just kind of like throwing ideas around when we were putting the four mill trio thing together, we said if somebody comes up with a dumb idea and says it out loud, we have to do it. <laughs> And so it was, 
there were, you know, there were some uh, mistakes were made, but yeah, for a long time we were we were all wearing, you know, goofy mismatched costumes. Um, but do you remember we, that uh, first one? Remember that first one? Yeah, yeah, that was the one where I was wearing the lights. Yeah, um, okay. And it was uh, it went well. Was we that had, at the board uh, ward? The, the the fourth. That's right. It was at the board ward. I can't remember who else played, but uh, we uh, we had a blast. And um, the fourth member was a coffee pot that we stuck a <laughs> microphone on. We, we made a made a uh, pot of coffee and then gave everybody in the, at the show cups of coffee after the <laughs> after the set. It's nothing like having an ensemble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we still use that coffee pot. In every, yeah, absolutely, every absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're smart thinking, right? Future belongs yeah. to fishing, Dan of Earth. I want to play yeah. all righty then.
for Pedro Show Last Music for this edition. Alrighty then, from Dan of Earth. Then Klein Quartet. Live at Cheap Fest 6. Scotty Irvin. Klein Quartet. Finally, Dan of Earth. A happier orbit. Which is what we're trying to put that dark <laughs> problem. Yeah. <on>. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's a happier orbit. So some asteroid with a fucked up orbit can get a little uh -huh. out of the way, right? <laughs> I was born in 57, so I'm a child of the space race, so I'm oh, sure. curious about that shit. And uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, what you got going now? What's Dan of Earth got going now? Uh, i got a couple things I'm working on. Um, right now, I'm, I'm actually writing another um, Atari 2600 video game. Um, I, that was when I was a, a kid. I was just the right age when the Atari, the first Atari game came out. And w once I outgrew that, I never was interested in video games after that. But I found out <laughs> a couple years ago that you can still have those things made. If you write the software, you can get it made. And so I actually released one earlier this year uh, that was a noise release on it. You know, you had to have an Atari to play it, but you stuck it in and it made noise. So I'm working on a, a follow-up right now. And we're talking like an 8-bit world, right? That's right. And I, the, 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 I was ta talking earlier about Brother Shige was in Berlin. He made whole albums out of fucking gay boy shit. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's, it's definitely in that, uh, in that realm. Talk about your beeps and your boobs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, so is there a theme to this? Or is it just uh, abstract music? Yeah, there's, there was this... It, it's kind of this thing I'm following it up with was there was an urban legend um, of something that supposedly happened in the early 80s. Uh, Portland, Oregon was like a test market for new video games. And the urban legend goes that this game called Polybius showed up and it had been written by some more shadowy organization that was studying mind control techniques, all this good stuff. Yeah. And that people would get obsessed with playing it and they'd get bad headaches from playing it and stuff. And, uh, you know, and then the games disappeared after that and nobody ever saw it again. And I thought it'd be fun to, like, imagine what that was supposed to look like and port it to the 2600. So that's what the next one's You know what that got me thinking of? Philip K. Dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Vallis. Yeah, that's right. It's never far away. Right, he saw ripping all this ripping stuff. the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> right, something else. One uh, one of the germs managers was here. I mean, gave me a book that he gave her that uh, he signed, and uh, some strange. Wow. Where can people find you on the internet, Dan? Okay, well, I I would say I'm too dumb to have a Bandcamp page. So the uh, place you can find me and anything you could ever want to know about me is that. Uh, SDIY.org slash Colbeck Labs. Yep. Sierra Delta India Yankee dot Oscar Romeo Golf slash Charlie Oscar Lima Bravo Echo Charlie Kilo Lima Alpha Bravo Sierra. That'll get you there. You're like a ham radio dude. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I had a license for about 10 years. Wow. You know, people ask yeah. about Greg Ginn starting Black Flag with all that tour, and he was one of those as a kid, and I think that's... Well, yeah, because them Hollywood bands, they didn't want a tour. Greg knew all... You know, he talked to people in other towns. That's like, yeah, that's how he set that up. That's 
Wow. Well, SST stand, stood for solid state transmitter. I was building, <laughs> when I met him, he gave me a job, uh, antenna tuners, right? They had tor- Torito transformers and, uh, chokes, right? So you could match the antenna to the frequency shit. That's right. That's what he, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. Tangle web we wow. weave, Dan. So I can't right. wait to hear this stuff, this, this 2600 thing. When you get it, will you come back on the show and we can talk about it? I would love to. This Play has been so much fun. Yeah, big honor for me. And, you know, because sometimes you got your man alone, but then at other times you're at the front of the movement. You're at the crest of the wave there, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're all taking turns with this uh, clown car ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm sure trying. Uh, you know, uh, another man from uh, Milwaukee was uh, Mr. Uh, he ended up in uh, Las Vegas, right? The piano man, uh, Liberace. Oh, Liberace, right, right, right. <laughs> and George, and his brother George, right? He always dedicated to tunes. Look, <laughs> as soon as you get that, though, let's come back on the show. Big honor, okay? People, it's Absolutely been November sure. 27, 2021, Dishwap Peter, so keep your power dry.